0: Hey, this is Scott from the Teal Shirt Report. If you haven't heard about Anchor, hey, it's free. It is the easiest way to make a podcast. I spent over 20 years in the radio industry, and our company, BigJReport.com, was looking for a podcast home for our podcast, and we chose Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And you can make money, too, from your podcast with no minimum listenership. To find us, go to anchor.fm forward slash Scott dash Mullis. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. It's so easy. That's anchor.fm. Hey, welcome in to the Teal Shirt Report again. This is Scott. Glad to be with you, back with you again after a little hiatus. Um, We're trying to do about two or three shows or episodes each week right here on the Teal Shirt Report. Uh, Give us your comments, suggestions, and uh, you're welcome to support uh, the podcast as well. Uh, Click on support. We'd love to have your support. We certainly need your support. We want to talk about the Jaguars uh, roster right now. As most of you know, that's going to be the next order of business. Uh, Some things happening in the NFL. Uh, There has been some player movement. First of all, looking at the Jaguars, let's take a look at defense. There are three big money contracts, really big contracts. A.J. Boye, a cornerback for the Jaguars. They have to make a decision on him. A.J. Boye, if he comes back with the Jaguars, he's going to make close to $15 million in the uh, year and season of 2020. Calais Campbell on a big contract, which a lot of people feel that perhaps Calais can uh, renegotiate that sum. To help the Jaguars with the salary cap. Up to now, Calais feels like he is worth the money that he's set to be paid in the next year. So it's going to be kind of a standoff. Either the uh, Jags uh, will decide to uh, honor the next year of Calais's contract. There might not be any give on Calais' side, but possibly there could. We'll, we'll see what happens. So on defense, you got three guys that general manager Dave Codwell really has to decide on, hey, are we going to keep this guy or are we going to release him? Those three big money, uh, big contracts are A.J. Boye. That's cornerback uh, A.J. Boye, Calais Campbell, defensive end. And Marcel Darius, defensive tackle those are three big contracts. The Jags, as you know, are having salary cap issues out of the thirty two teams the Jaguars are about thirty one at the present time and of course um, salary cap movability you know they 're not going to be able to do much because they're they're you know they're really pushing up to the ceiling of the cap right now. So A.J. Boye, Calais Campbell, Marcel Darius. I think it's a situation where one of those guys, at least one of those guys will be back, possibly two. So we'll see what general manager uh, Dave Codwell does with the defensive group. Now, of course, there's a fourth name, Yannick Gakway, who is going to be the next guy to make really, really big money for the Jaguars coming off his rookie contract. Uh, everyone feels like... Hey, the Jaguars are going to impose the franchise tag. The franchise tag on Yannick and Gakwe. If they impose the franchise tag on Yannick, he'll he'll be making big, big money in uh, 2020. So that's one possibility. Another possibility is the Jaguars could trade Yannick and Gakwe. They could put the franchise tag on him and trade him to another team that's in need of a pass rusher, because the Jaguars do have uh, Josh Allen, who will be a second-year player in twenty twenty. They they do have him under the rookie uh, contract um, aspect of things now. So there's uh, different things that may happen. You kind of want to have unique and Josh Allen on this team going into twenty twenty, and then the decisions on who to draft in the college draft is going to be really, really big too. As we uh, switch to another issue that, you know, that I've been bringing out over the last three years has been the tight end position, which if you take a look at the Jaguars tight end position, it has been a thorn in the side of the fans, Jags management, uh, the media, etc. cetera. Because, you know, the main thing has been, it's been, you know, a few different aspects, but mainly injuries. The Jaguars have actually placed four tight ends on IR in the past two years. IR meaning, hey, the players, they're gone for the season. Last year, we had our our rookie uh, tight end, Josh Oliver, who the Jaguars drafted in the uh, 2019 draft in the third round, Josh Oliver might have played six or seven plays. He missed the majority of training camp in the early part of the season uh, with a hamstring injury. When he did come back and play, and I think he played maybe in parts of uh, two or three games at the most and, and probably only played six, seven, eight plays the whole season. I'll have to check his uh, his actual stats when I get a chance, but I, I know he, he probably only caught... You know, he probably only caught two or three passes all season and and probably only played. I think he caught two passes, only played maybe, I don't know, six, seven, eight, a handful of plays. Then he hurt his back after hurting his hamstring. The uh, hamstring injury kept him out a good three months or longer, it seemed like. Then when he did come back, I mean, he played a couple of games, just a handful of plays. And then I... I I saw the game in which you hurt his back, and he was, he was really wincing as he held his back. And then, you know, the back injury was so bad, he was, he was put on IR and out the rest of the year. So a healthy Josh Oliver coming back could be a boost for the Jaguars, depending on what he can do. You know, if he gets completely 100% healthy, he picks up the offense, you know, he could be a big help. Uh, for whoever our quarterback's going to be. And it looks like we're going to have both Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew, and most likely we'll have both of these quarterbacks on the roster. But when we take a look at the tight end position, the tight end position is is interesting to the point where, you know, uh, the Jaguars had Mr. Swain on the roster. He got hurt. He got put on IR. Josh Oliver got put on IR. Um, also O'Shaughnessy. O'Shaughnessy got put on IR last year. I mean, it, and the year before that, it was Austin Safarian Jenkins that got put on IR. And um, who was the other guy we got that we kept for a year? Niles Paul was put on IR. The tight end position has just been, has been a thorn in the Jaguars' side. And we just can't keep a guy healthy, you know, let alone having a superstar tight end. We've not had a superstar tight end. When you examine the tight end position, there's probably, I'd say, somewhere between four to six guys in the NFL that are really elite tight ends. Probably only four or five or six guys. So when you look at it that way, you got to say, well, the tight ends that are elite And are really solid. The guys that can block and catch and and certainly be a weapon on offense probably represents 20% of the league or less. So you know what that kind of means. That means that after the top 15 to 20%, that means these tight ends are like a dime a dozen. You know, uh, a penny a hundred or whatever you want to say. There are some free agents out there, as I understand it, um, Eric Ebron, Austin Hooper, Hayden Hurst, who was originally from the Jacksonville, Florida area, who has uh, uh, been with the Baltimore Ravens. He may be available uh, in free agency, along with Austin Hooper, uh, Eric Ebron. Those are probably the three big names. Do the Jaguars have a shot at any of those guys? Maybe Hayden Hurst because he's local from here. Austin Hooper with the Falcons, probably the best of the three guys. I think the only time that Ebron really shined, he did have a career game against the Jaguars back in 2018. I tell you, when Ebron shined, it was Andrew Luck that made Ebron really look good, in my opinion. Austin Hooper may have more talent, maybe to help us right away as a tight end Hayden Hurst has a good upside potential. And he's also from, from our area here in Jacksonville. He played at uh, Jacksonville Bowls high school. So those are three possibilities. When you talk about veteran, uh, tight ends, you know, uh, Hayden Hurst, it seemed like he was just drafted, you know, not too long ago, but, uh, now he's been in the league a little while. um, He's been with the Baltimore Ravens, and the Ravens have actually had a couple of tight ends, so let, I wonder if uh, they're going to let uh, Hayden Hurst go. But what's really big now is March coming up. When the rosters get uh, reset, you start to see players being released. Around the league, Drew Brees has made the announcement he's coming back for at least one more year uh, with the New Orleans Saints. So uh, Drew Brees is uh, is going to be back playing quarterback Now in his early 40s, Drew Brees can still get it done, and it looks like he's going to play at least one more year with the uh, New Orleans Saints. Another year means probably some more passing records um, could be broken by Drew Brees. He's had a truly uh, great NFL career for, what, almost uh, close to 19, 20 years now that he's uh, been in the league. Also, some, uh, some other news, Greg Olson, longtime tight end, Uh, with the Carolina Panthers, has now moved on. He signed as a free agent with the Seattle Seahawks. Those are some very early, some very early uh, transactions in the NFL. Drew Brees making the announcement he will come back and play for the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, his team he's been with for years. Uh, He will uh, play at least one more year with the Saints. And now, of course, Greg Olson, you know, certainly he's in the past been a uh, Pro Bowl tied in, but Greg Olson, does he have anything left in the tank? That will r- remain to be seen if Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson can uh, perhaps get a good year and a healthy year out of Greg Olson. We'll see what happens with Greg Olson in Seattle. So that's some other news around the NFL. Back to the Jaguars situation, they do have Josh Oliver on the roster. Do they um, try to come back with Swain? Probably not. They may save a little bit on the salary cap, certainly if they let Swaim go. Um, the other guy, O'Shaughnessy, actually O'Shaughnessy was starting to play pretty good right before he got hurt last year, and then he ended up on the season-ending IR. So that's some of what's going on in the tight end position. We could still draft a tight end. However, if we sign a tight end in free agency to go along with Josh Oliver, that way we'd have you know two tight ends. Hopefully Oliver would be healthy you know, in 2020, but if we sign a tight end in free agency and perhaps also sign a crafty cornerback on defense, then you can kind of say, okay, straight ahead, this is what we need in the draft. We can go more if we've already signed a cornerback and a tight end in free agency. Now we can concentrate on the defensive line, uh, the offensive lineman. Uh, possibly a number one potential number one uh, wide receiver to complement uh, DJ Shark and the rest like uh, Westbrook. So that's what's kind of coming up for the Jaguars. A lot of a lot of movement is going to take place in the next few days. We're talking about are the Jags going to keep a Boye? Are they going to keep Boye? Are they going to keep Calais Campbell, Marcel Darius? Those three guys they will either keep or release them. Those are the three really big money guys on defense, and then a decision to be made on on, um, Yannick Ngakwe, who uh, can be franchise tagged. The Jags might trade him, or the Jags might even sign him to a new contract. Uh, We'll see what happens. That's kind of what's going on on the Jaguars' front. It looks like the collective bargaining agreement for the NFL will be ratified soon. Could be a few days, could be a few weeks or months, but it appears the uh, new uh, CBA, the new collective bargaining agreement between the NFL owners and the NFL players association will be ratified. And it's going to include, it looks like an extra game on the NFL schedule. The NFL would, would move from 16 to 17 games in the future. And that could possibly be one of the reasons why Sean Conn said, Hey, we'll put a second game in London. Because in the future, we'll go to 17 games, and then every other year, we'll get an additional game in Jacksonville anyway. So, you know, that's part of the thinking. Um, a lot more on that in, in, on our past episodes and future episodes, no doubt. So that's some of the Jaguars uh, news from our Teal Shirt Report perspective. You can also follow us on the BigJReport.com. That's our website, BigJReport.com. The XFL has opened and uh, we've got a link uh, in our sports section where you can follow the the new XFL the second time around you might say and uh, re- reviews have been good tv ratings have been pretty good for the XFL too so you go to our sports section at bigjreport.com and follow the uh, link in there to follow the um, XFL as well so we got a link for uh, complete information on the uh, new XFL league as far as North Florida Entertainment. Let's take a look at some concerts coming up there. Um, and, you know, in most cases, when I do the uh, concert uh, reports, it's kind of like, oh, let's check, let's do this. So while we're at it, we'll check some area, some other area sports real quick. JU opened the baseball season uh, last weekend. And uh, JU, they were involved in three really close games at home against West Virginia. They won one out of the three. The game on Saturday, uh, last Saturday, which I attended, uh, Ju's uh, Cobel, uh hit a, I mean a, a really rising home run. I understand he also hit a home run against Florida too. Uh, so Ju is off to a bit of a slow start. On the season, they're actually one and four. They lost two out of three to West Virginia, but that big Saturday win, four to three over West Virginia last Saturday. JU dropped a couple of games to Florida. One of those games, the first game was played in Jacksonville. That was really the only blowout loss for JU, 13 to three. The second game against Florida, which uh, shifted over to Gainesville, went 10 innings. It was a 10 inning battle in which uh, JU lost to uh, Florida in college baseball. It was Florida four and JU three and 10 innings. So, you know, JU is off to a slow start at one and four, but they've been in all the games really but one, and I think JU's got a shot at having uh, a decent season and and hopefully a good season for the JU Dolphins, and that's uh, as far as college baseball getting underway. Let's switch over to uh, North Florida Entertainment, run down some of the concerts really uh, quickly on the Teal Shirt Report Is time is of the essence here. Taking a look at some of the latest concerts, you know, most of the concerts that I recommend or talk about or even uh, write about and post on the website at bigjreport.com are mainly groups that I'm familiar with, groups that I would recommend you to go see in a show. Every once in a while, I run up on a new group and I say, hey, they they sound pretty good. Uh, Give them a shot. So let's take a look at some of the latest concerts that have been going on. You know, I, I did keep Celine Dion's concert up on the website talking about the uh, really good reviews that Celine Dion got in her concert at the Vice Star Veterans uh, Memorial Arena that was held uh, way back last month on January the 8th. Uh, Celine Dion's show received a lot of good reviews here in Jacksonville, Florida at the arena, at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena, Celine Dion's show was uh, back last month on January the 8th. Now some shows coming up. The Michigan Rattlers, a group I've never heard of, but I, I, I did take a look at um, a YouTube uh, video of theirs, and the singer sounds really good. He sounds kind of like Bob Seger. Uh, Michigan Rattlers kind of remind me of Bob Seger, or maybe a group you might remember called Restless Heart. They've got a, a really good sound. They're kind of a kind of a country, uh, kind of a country uh, rock group almost. Uh, got that country rock sound, and again, the singer is really good. He sounds a little bit like Bob Seger to me. The Michigan Rattlers will be at Jackrabbits in the San Marco area of Jacksonville, Florida. This Friday night, February the 21st, at 8 o'clock p.m. That's the Michigan Rattlers. Uh, Look out for them. Also, the Little River Band and the Lords of 52nd Street will be appearing on Saturday evening, Saturday night, February the 29th at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. REO Speedwagon, big super group from the late 70s and early to mid-80s, REO Speedwagon. Uh, We'll be performing in Jacksonville. Aria Speedwagon will be in Jacksonville on Tuesday night, March the 3rd of 2020 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater. A great venue for concerts, the Florida Theater uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. And Michael Blue Blay. I'm sure those tickets are probably close to being sold out. If you can't get a ticket to Michael Blue Blay at the box office, go online the the StubHub's. The uh, different online um, uh, ticket folks can probably help you get a ticket. It might might cost you an arm and a leg, but um, it might cost you a little bit. But uh, Michael Blue Blay uh, will be in concert in Jacksonville, Florida on Tuesday night, March 17th of 2020 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. Tickets on sale now. Like I say, if uh, they run out of tickets at the box office, go online to the StubHub's and et cetera. So that's some of the North Florida entertainment as far as uh, concerts go, Uh, running them down right here on the Teal Shirt Report. We checked the Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and also from time to time some other uh, area uh, sports as well. We followed the ABA. I know last Saturday night, I believe the Giants, uh, Jacksonville Giants, a six-time ABA champion, they were actually Uh, off last Saturday. I believe the Nassau Pride was also off last Saturday. Uh, St. Augustine, the St. Augustine Glory, they did lose their game uh, last week. I know that uh, Big J Report contributor Alex Nunnery had told me that uh, St. Augustine uh, had lost their game uh, just a few days ago last Saturday. I know they've, uh, they've been on the road. We'll keep you up to date with the ABA as well. And thank you for tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report. You've been listening to the Teal Shirt Report uh, right here on Anchor.fm. And, of course, uh, we, we do these reports at least about three days a week, two or three days a week. We do new shows, new episodes And at some point in time, it'll get to the point where we're doing shows and episodes almost every day. But at this juncture, we are doing episodes at least, I'd say, most weeks, about three episodes or shows each week right here at the Teal Shirt Report. Uh, You can follow us again at BigJReport.com. We've got about seven different pages on the website. That's bigjreport.com. And until next time on the Teal Shirt Report, keep listening. Hey, keep smiling. Uh, Have a a great day. Uh, This is Scott for the Teal Shirt Report. We'll talk to you again soon. And I believe this is actually the 13th episode, I believe, on the Teal Shirt Report. We'll have a new episode again real soon. So keep listening. Uh, Hang with us. This is Scott on the Till Shirt Report. You have a wonderful day.